Good morning, everyone. Can you hear me okay? Good morning, everyone. I'm Dr. Heather Kelta-Gironi, Deputy Minister of Culture and Status of Women, and I'll be your MC for today's historic event. It is my honour to welcome you to this special announcement happening on the National Day for Truth and Reconciliation. I acknowledge that we are on Treaty 6 territory, a traditional meeting grounds, gathering place, and travelling route to the Cree, Soto, Blackfoot, Métis, Dene, and Nakota Sioux. I acknowledge all of the many First Nations, Métis and Inuit, whose footsteps have marked these lands for centuries. Chief Leonard, standing on the road from Montana First Nation, Treaty 6 Territory, welcome you to the podium to provide remarks. I bring greetings to everybody, to all the relatives, the leaders, and all the people that are come here to participate in this great event for First Nations in Alberta. And I welcome you to the Treaty 6 Territory. This is one of the events that's very uh, historical for us. Because when I first about, heard about the uh, Mantoasini, when uh, my friend Blaine was telling me about it, you know, <clears throat> a lot of things that has to do with the history of uh, us is hidden. And we... We learn from it bits and pieces from everybody else that has knowledge about the history. But this important event is for all of us, not only us First Nations, it's for the Canadians throughout of how we survived all these uh, atrocious events that we inherited. But because of this event and the acknowledgement that uh, Premier Jason Kenney is going to present, it's helpful for us to keep on going to teach our young ones, the youth, to be able to carry on, because we're always talking about seven generations. And it's up to us to set the stage for them to carry the the movement forward towards the better quality of life, the changes that need to be made in government policies, but also in the self-determination. And I'm very uh, <clears throat> glad to be a part of this, even though I, I got in, in, involved in the latter part of this uh, process. And uh, all the individuals that were named today, I'd like to thank them. I can't name them all because I, I, I know I'll miss somebody. But once again, thanks again and welcome to Treaty 6. Hi, hi. Thank you so much, Chief Leonard, standing on the road. The Manitou Stone or Manitou Assani, which we stand beside, is of deep importance to the Indigenous communities throughout Alberta and Saskatchewan. 
Today is an extremely important day for the Royal Alberta Museum and Indigenous partners here with us. Our event will begin with a prayer by Elder Bastine of the Manitou Assini Iniskim Saw Hani Centre. We will then hear a few words from Premier Kenny, Minister Orr, and Elder Bastine. Now, I ask you to please join me in welcoming Elder Bastine of the Manitou Assini Iniskim Sahani Center to the podium to offer a prayer. Well, my prayer uh, is just to honor today this rock. I had a meeting with uh, Chief Roy Fox yesterday, and him and I go back a long ways, and it was quite intimate, our conversation. It was, uh, it was a very powerful meeting I had with him, and, and uh, so at the end of the day, you know, we, the name, call it as Natokutuk, uh, sacred rock, and give it honor and it's a prayer song for for this event, for the rock, for all of us to to move forward. You know, historically. You know, this rock, uh, our connection to it was how we thrived and moved forward with, with the buffalo, the buffalo culture. And today, it'll, it'll give us direction and a new pathway into to moving forward. And whatever that may be, you know, you know, the whole world is turning upside down, you know, all you do is turn on the six o'clock news and you, you know, the news is only horror stories we're seeing. You know, the kind of summers that we've had these two past couple years. So, you know, it's my hope and my prayer and faith that this rock will, will assist us in, in moving forward to meet these new challenges you know, whatever they may be. But therefore, in my mind, you know, they're for all of us. You know, and especially my brothers and sisters, all the First Nations and Indigenous peoples. You know, it does, doesn't need to be mentioned, you know, with, with a lot of emotion, but you know, we're, we're suffering big time, you know, in all areas, you know, when it was prophesied that the rock, if it was moved, that we would suffer. And, you know, I think historically it's been recorded when the rock was moved, smallpox, took us down, you know, and since then, a lot of things continue to keep us down. You know, we don't have to look very far just across the street from where we're at. See some of it. But it's my hope, my faith and belief that tomorrow will be better for us, all of us. 
We need to, we all need to help one another. We all need the same things. We all want the same things. Thank you, Elder Bastine. Next, we are pleased to be joined by the Honourable Premier, Jason Kenney, who will speak on behalf of the Government of Alberta. Welcome, Premier. Okay, good morning. Thank you, Elder Bastion, for welcoming us in a special way, starting us in a good way. Thank you uh, to Chief Leonard standing on the road for welcoming us here to Treaty 6 territory. Thank you uh, to all the members of the First Nations who are joining with us here today as we mark National Day of Truth and Reconciliation. Thank you to all of the people here responsible for their patient work to bring us to a truly historic day. The Manitou Stone displayed behind me, the, uh, also known as the Asini or Iniskin, was uh, arrived on North America as a uh, meteorite millions of years ago. And when these lands were first inhabited by the indigenous people of these territories millennia ago, they saw this stone and recognized in it a special spiritual significance. Over the millennia and centuries, it became part of their life. It became an inextricably part of the buffalo hunt on the Great Plains of the West. As the Blackfoot Cree and other indigenous people uh, gained much of their sustenance and centered much of their lives around the buffalo, this stone played a centrally important place, a place of connecting to the Creator, to their ancestors, to nature, and was of profound historical and spiritual significance to the people who first inhabited and cared for these lands. Sadly, in the 1880s, missionaries trying to stop what they regarded as pagan practices stole the stone, loaded it into a cart, 
took it to the Victoria settlement, and then shipped it on a train down to Toronto. We have, Albertans have a lot of reasons for Western alienation. That's one of them. And it was on display at a college in Toronto for nearly a century until the elders of the First Nations came forward with the memory of the stone and said that must come back to where its original home. In 1972, it was returned to Alberta, and since that time, it has been in the custody of the Royal Alberta Museum. And I'd like to thank and acknowledge the museum for its good care and for working with First Nations to properly acknowledge us as the central part of this collection of Alberta's history. Over those years, there have been many efforts to return this sacred stone to the place where the Creator put it. And for the same reasons why it's difficult to get things done, nothing happened. A lot of talk, a lot of meetings, a lot of endless negotiations, a lot of good intentions, but no results. Several years ago, I was reading a history book about Alberta, and I read for the first time about the Manitou Stone. I'm embarrassed to admit I didn't know about it before, but that's probably true for most Albertans. And that's one of the reasons we need this day of truth and reconciliation, in part, so that all of the people who are custodians and visitors to this land begin to know something of the story of the people who welcomed our ancestors here, of those who have built communities here and cared for the natural environment for thousands of years. And in this part of the world, this stone is central to that story. But it does not and should not belong to the government of Alberta. It does and must belong to the First Nations of these lands. And so, after a long journey, we are close to the destination. We are in the last part of the path when we sign this agreement for a joint stewardship of the Manitou Stone. We will, as the government, formally cede ownership of this to the First Nations to whom it belongs in a joint stewardship agreement to ensure that it will be returned as close as possible to the place where it lay for millions of years, to the place where it attracted generations and generations of Indigenous people to sacred ceremonies, to the place where it represented the life of the Uh, Plains Indigenous people and their connection to nature and particularly to the buffalo. There was a prophecy shortly after European contact from a chief, from an elder, that if this stone was not there, the buffalo hunt would end. 
Well, only a few years after it was taken, the buffalo hunt ended, and the lives of the people of these lands was forever changed. We cannot go back and undo history. We cannot wish away injustices. But we can, in humility, do our best to make things right, to seek reconciliation. As we did, welcoming His Holiness Pope Francis on his historic pilgrimage of reconciliation to these lands just this summer. I was, uh, had an opportunity to, to meet with the Holy Father and after all of that and told him about how this stone is so centrally important to the spiritual lives of the First Peoples and how we are returning it to its rightful place. I want to thank you, uh, Leonard, uh, uh, but all of the people, if, they're here. I, if I start listing them, it, I'll miss people. But uh, there are many people here. None of them came here seeking credit. Indigenous people who found partners from non-Indigenous backgrounds, elders, chiefs, grassroots people, historians, archivists, public servants, captains of industry, people of faith, have been cobbling together this society that we are creating today to be the custodian of this sacred rock. Through this joint stewardship agreement, we are committing, as the government of Alberta, working with the society to build a prayer center. Now, unfortunately, many years ago, in the actual site of the stone was destroyed in gravel mining. But we hope uh, to find the most appropriate and, and proximate location to build the prayer center. The great uh, Cree architect Douglas Cardinal has been contracted to design that sacred space, which will be primarily for the sacred use of First Peoples so they can come there and reconnect uh, with the sacred traditions of their ancestors. And others can come and, and, and see this important part of our shared history. The Society has as a second part of its vision to build an interpretive center uh, at uh, or near Hardesty so that people in, can come to the area and learn more, not just about the stone, but about the way of life that it represented and represents. So this truly is, on this day of reconciliation, a deeply meaningful moment of reconciliation. I uh, told you I read the history of this a few years ago. And when I was just beginning my own journey in Alberta provincial po political service, and I, I said to myself very distinctly, that this is something a right we must a wrong that we must right. I was determined in my mind that, that we must work with the First Nations properly to honor this stone and its place in your history. And I have a confession to make. Like often as leaders, I started with good intention, but then you get very busy. Chiefs, you know what that's like. Some of those things that are in your heart get crowded out by all of the urgencies and emergencies and crises. And I heard that, that 
we couldn't come to an agreement, that there had been failed negotiations and that, you know, I'll just put it out there. Our, our Blackfoot friends and our Cree friends and Athabasca friends and others couldn't necessarily agree on who should have custody of the stone and how to deal with it. And I don't know, maybe the government was using that to keep a hold of it. So that wouldn't be the first time we saw it divide and conquer, would it? But this latest effort, and, and I don't uh, need to name names, you know who you are. You had the courage to, to move past all of that, to do what's right. I have to tell you, my deputy minister and other uh, deputies here uh, know how hard we have pushed for this day to come. I got I've, I got to tell you, Blaine, a, a few weeks ago, I thought the gig was up. I didn't think we were going to get it done. So I think today is, is, is a providential day. I don't think things like this happen by accident. So I want to give thanks to the Creator for helping finally to right the wrong of the theft of this stone and the theft of the culture and the way of life that it represented. Thank you, Premier. I would like to welcome next to the podium the Honourable Minister of Culture, Ron Orr. So good morning, everyone. Um, what an incredible moment. Um, a time that's been coming for many years and a time that will take more years to actually uh, unravel what's sort of set in motion today and bring it to completion. I don't know how to begin to acknowledge all of the important people that are here today. Let me, let me just maybe begin this way. A couple of weeks ago, I was out at Enoch Cree, and I was introduced to um, a young lady and a, a little guy who were the uh, powwow royalty. And uh, we visited and shared with them, really nice little children, visited with their mother. Um, but they were the royalty. But today, I feel like I'm in the presence of true Alberta royalty. The many chiefs that are here, the many leaders of your nations and your people, uh, you are the royalty of your people. And so I just want to acknowledge all of you and each of you. Um, thank you also for government to be uh, being here, previous government ministers, um, current ministers, um, departmental staff who have worked so hard on all of this. Um, I'm just honored to be here. I'm part of this historic occasion. Uh, and share with you in part of this. And yes, uh, Elder Bastien, I want to thank you for um, leading us in prayer. <clears throat> Earlier I was able to share with uh, Elder Bastien a, a gift of tobacco, but the more important thing to me is that what, what your people bring back to our Western culture is an awareness of spirituality. And I thank you for always opening in prayer. For, for bringing us back to being able to talk about the Creator, about uh, reintroducing that to a culture that uh, has 
in my opinion, in too many cases, moved away from it. And so you are bringing to, back to us as well a great gift of uh, spirituality that our people need as well, my people need as well as yours. So thank you for that very much. Um, <clears throat> Manitou Anthony is important to Alberta's shared culture. I find it fascinating that, um, that a stone from the stars, literally, something that transcends all of our cultures, all of our nations, all of our history, uh, is something that can unite us and be a cause of us being united together. It was here long before any of us or any of our peoples were here. Uh, and, and I think it's important for us uh, to recognize that um, sometimes some things are much bigger than we are, much more transcendent, and uh, I just appreciate the fact that this gift from the stars, the influence it's had on... on uh, uh, indigenous cultures can also help to unite us together with Western culture, and and we together can work on this, and and it becomes a, a moment of reconciliation and understanding, and growing. So um, I, I just find that uh, extremely important. It's part of the story of who we are, how we came to be, of where we are now, uh, and how we can move forward with Indigenous partners and people. Uh, and so today we're announcing a process of returning the Manistoon Stone to the Manitou Asanai Iskim uh, Saihai, I think I got that right, um, center through uh, a co-stewardship agreement. Uh, th this has been a work that's been in progress on and off for many years, as people have, have as the Premier's already mentioned, um, one that has much more work to do, but I, I believe we have the process and the relationships and, and, and the important understanding in place in order to make that begin to happen. And, and I just want to say that, you know, it's interesting with the couple of starts that have, that have tried to get this moving in the past. It, to me, it's, it's poignant that, that, you know, the government can't do this alone. We, we can't do this without you and, and, and you together and all of you together with government, uh, this is a cooperative process, and and we need you and we need your understanding uh, from our part of it. I'm so thankful to the department staff that have been very helpful uh, in every case I, I've heard. Uh, thankful to to the uh, the the, the, uh, the Manitou um, nonprofit that's been created that has helped facilitate this conversation amongst peoples, all peoples uh, that are participants. Um, this is this is a great progress that we're making now, uh, and the goal is to be able to return the Manitou Stone to its to its historical home, and ultimately to uh, to turn over uh, the joint stewardship care of it to the indigenous peoples who will know how who, who do know and appreciate its sanctity. So that's the process we're on. That's what today is about. That's where we're going, uh, and we will get there, because this stone is of great spiritual significance to the indigenous peoples across this province. Um, and today, through a co-stewardship agreement, um, this particular agreement of more than a year in the making, uh, the government of Alberta is committed to assist uh, the, uh, the Manitou Center in making this vision become a reality. This time, it will happen. Repatriation is a part of a much larger journey for all of us. 
towards reconciliation of many nations, uh, many challenging issues. But we're on the path, and sometimes the journey is is what it's all about. So we're on this journey. Manitou Asinli is a sacred stone known for its healing powers, and this announcement is is so much more than just symbolic. It is about uh, healing. As I said, this 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 gift from the stars is is bringing to us healing even now as peoples, uh, as as nations. Um, and so it is a sacred stone in that regard as well. It is a step for Albertans and Indigenous peoples to heal and move toward a brighter future. So thank you all to the elders, the chiefs, the Indigenous community leaders, um, the, the, the center uh, group that has come together to facilitate this in the background. Uh, thank you for your work on this. Thank you, as I said before, to the department staff. Um, thank you to all of the team here at the uh, Royal Alberta Museum. Uh, for your care for the stone in, in, past, <clears throat> in past years and for helping making this agreement possible. So thank you to all of you and God bless. Thank you, Minister Orr. I would like to now invite Elder Bastine back to the podium to speak on behalf of the Manitou Asini Iniskim Sahani Centre. Well, once again, I just want to express my, you know, I'm just lost for words about how much I appreciate what has happened today. Uh, Premier Kenny, the Minister of Culture, you know, your government, you know, what, what you've done for us today and, and then how you've helped, you know, the First Nations and moving forward in economic development, education, health, child welfare, as I mentioned before, uh, you know, in my mind and what I do know about past relationships with the government, uh, you moved, you moved mountains for us, uh, Premier Kenny and your government and appreciate it. And, and, you know, to you, my brothers and sisters uh, that are here, Appreciate all the support. I see in the back there, the first group I went to, I went to my Bikani chief and council, and they're back over there, and right off the bat, you know, they, they said, we're behind you. They gave me a resolution, you know, the biblical term, BCR, you know. <laughs> they gave me a band council resolution, and they been behind it all the way, so... I just seen them show up, uh, you know, uh, I guess, uh, keeping up with our culture, just a little bit late, you know, but anyhow, they're here. I want to acknowledge Councillor Troy Knowlton and, uh, Councillor Doan Crowshoe. Is anybody else back there? Okay. Well, I'm glad you're here. I was beginning to feel, uh, neglected, you know, hey, where's my guys? You're here. <laughs> you're here. But anyhow, I appreciate everybody that's been, you know, involved over the years, uh, my children, the Horn Society, you know, uh, 
former chiefs, uh, you know, the work that's been done by the First Nations and everybody that's here that made this possible. Nothing but appreciation and, you know, happiness. It's a day of celebration. Let's celebrate this together, you know, in, in our heart and spirit and look forward to a better tomorrow. Thank you. Uh, Chief, as well, Elder, well, I just promoted you. Uh, I wanted to just thank you. We have a, a protocol, a, a small gift from the museum uh, of Anini. Yeah. And uh, thank you so much. And uh, I, I told you I'm so honored just last, a few days ago. Your colleague, Wilton Goodstriker, gave me my Blackfoot name, Motsomita. Ah, yes. He told me uh, that's been named after his favorite horse. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so thank you so much. Yeah. yeah. You know, I want to acknowledge uh, my daughter. She's been working here in Edmonton. And, you know, and she does her weekly pilgrimage to this rock and... You know, and she's uh, continued to keep that that poke in the ribs for, for this day to happen. So I'm going to give this to you, my girl. Nicole, here you go. Thank you, Elder Bastine. Now, if you could please direct your cameras to the table uh, to my left, we invite Premier Jason Kenney and Elder Bastine to come forward to sign the co-stewardship agreement. I would like to extend one final thank you to the elders, knowledge holders, and communities who shared their wisdom with us, and our gratitude to the Manitou Asini Iniskim Sahani Centre for their ongoing efforts. We look forward to future collaboration. Thank you for joining us this morning. This now concludes our formal program, and now there will be an opportunity for questions. Justin Ratinga, Press Secretary to Premier Kenny, will moderate the Q&A. Thank you. We're going to start with media in the room. Um, in keeping with the profound nature of today's announcement and the Day of Truth and Reconciliation, I do ask that you keep your questions on topic. 
There's a media microphone right there. It's moving to a more convenient location. Please line up at the mic, state your name and your outlet, and uh, who you'd like to direct your question to. So I'll give you a few seconds for questions in the room. All right, I see a line forming. Go ahead. Hi, this All right. Sure, just move it to the side there. Sure. Sorry about that. Um, this question is either for Elder Bastine or the Premier, whoever is best suited to speak to it. There was mention of how there were sticking points of custody, and I'm just curious, what in the end was finally able to cut through those sticking points? Sure. You had mentioned that there were um, issues and sticking points with custody. So sure. ultimately, how were you able to come to an agreement? Right. Thank you. So the stone was returned from Victoria College in Toronto to the uh, to Alberta to the Royal Alberta Museum in 1972, which has had uh, responsibility for it since then. And I understand that since then there have been various unsuccessful efforts to return it to Indigenous uh, stewardship, but there was never an agreement. As you know, we have three treaty confederacies in Alberta. We have 45 different nations and tribes uh, from different indigenous uh, backgrounds. And they, they, could, there was not a consensus. I, I, let me be blunt with you. We, when we talk about consultation, it's not always just consultation between the Crown and indigenous people as as a kind of monolithic group it's often it's it's between the crown and all the different separate nations that have signed the treaties and they don't always have the same opinion uh and so there were different views about how and where to do this um this stone was very important historically to both the blackfoot and the cree people and I don't, say, I don't think I'm saying something that's not uh, well-known, but those are people that had centuries of conflict. And uh, so I, we hope that what's happening here is a reconciliation symbol, not just between the people of European descent and the crown, but also between the first peoples. I hope I'm not going out onto icy territory here. You guys. So, um, I, I, and that, I, that just required some vision. And I want to thank, uh, well, Blaine Favell, former chief of Poundmaker in Saskatchewan, who is now, an, I want to say, a proud Albertan, um, who uh, comes from a Cree back, background, but who saw the, some of these problems and worked really patiently and diligently with the different nations, uh, Cree, Blackfoot, in, uh, Athabasca, Treaty 7, Treaty 6, Alberta, Saskatchewan, so that we could, they could get a united approach to the government about one way to do this right. Now, the government also has resources, and so that's why we're staying involved in a joint stewardship agreement to make sure that the Crown is there to ensure that this has proper, uh, safe, uh, 
stewardship for, for, for generations to come. And we're going to put some money behind that. We've put a half a million dollars in seed funding to help begin with the initial planning process, uh, and there will be significant additional funding to follow uh, to help the center finance the construction of both the prayer center and eventually the interpretive center. And you better get a transcript of this so you can show my successor and my successor's successor what I just committed to. Um, and this follow-up question before Elder Bestine. Yeah. Um, just hoping to get a sense, you know, this agreement has been signed, but once this stone physically returns to where it was taken from, if you can just walk us through that significance and, and how that will feel. I think uh, my age beginning to show up. I didn't get half of the question. Maybe I'll stand closer to you. If you can just tell us a little bit about how you'll feel once this stone physically returns to where it was taken from. I think on a practical basis, uh, we've been meeting and... uh, you know, we're planning on, on how we're going to utilize and access the stone physically, you know, when it's brought to, I guess, the, the closest uh, proximity to where it was moved from. And, you know, with the spirit of love, spirit of unity, spirit of moving forward, that's the, that's the intent. And, uh, you know, uh, that's, I can't say any more than that. And I'm working with a, a gifted, wonderful group of people from government, uh, from big business uh, that's helping us, uh, spiritual leaders here that are front and center here today, former chiefs, you know, I, you know, I see... Uh, I see a, a go-forward movement here. Hey there. I'm not sure, Elder or Premier, who's best to answer. Looking for a bit of a timeline, how long do you expect this process to take? Uh, and has, has a site been determined, or you're still trying to come up with a site? Cost, what are the details that you can tell us? Well, Tomorrow. <laughs> You wish. <laughs> you know, I think uh, the, the the site itself, you know, has been pretty much uh, determined. Uh, again, you know, we're 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 at the table. We're talking some some details. Uh, there's, uh, I guess, uh, part of the. The emotion of, of, uh, being very, very happy today with, we've got some, some good people that are behind us. Some of them are in this room and, and, uh, so, you know, I, I can only see things that are going to start moving, you know, the minute we leave this room. Thank you. And I'm with uh, El- Elder Bastine. Look, look, it's a imp- hugely important step forward today. We'd like to see the, the stone physically transported out there uh, tomorrow, but we need to build the prayer center first so that it is properly housed and it is not subject to vandalism or theft. 
and uh, you don't build a, something like that overnight. So it'll probably be a couple of years until the prayer center is uh, until we've um, dealt with uh, land issues and and design and uh, construction, uh, and uh, that that's the first phase. And uh, so I hope this this will be completed in a couple of years. But I also want to invite Blaine Favell up. I'm calling an audible here. He is a former chief of Poundmaker Reserve, and uh, he's been playing a central role. He might be able to add a little more context. Thank you, Premier. Thank you to uh, all the speakers, the elders, uh, the government, the Premier for this uh, historic announcement. Um, we started working on this a while ago. And the idea was, I had heard the story that uh, all of our tribes, before contact, I, I, I uh, got along because we weren't starving, because we had buffalo. And we uh, got along at that stone, and that I was, ta- I was taught from where I'm from that we had ceremonies with the Blackfoot, and we got along. And that we, our people all prayed together in that stone where it was, from the highest point on that hill, there was peace all around there. There was no fighting allowed there. It was, so the stone is a place of peace and unity. And that spirit of love that Leonard talked about is what got us together and keeps on, keeps on uh, keeping us together. So people always talk about, you know, Blackfoot, Cree, they had uh, conflict. Well, we did, but we did because we were starving because all the buffalo were killed on purpose. You know, so it's connected to the story. Uh, in terms of the facility itself, uh, it's uh, about a 7 to $10 million facility. Uh, it's being designed by Douglas Cardinal. It's a geodesic dome. Um, so that's open to the sun and to the night. It's, uh, we'd like to get it going as soon as we possibly can. We're in land, final land negotiations. We're fundraising already. We've got some corporate donors in the room that are already giving us money to build the facility. Uh, we'd like all of Albertans and Canadians to get behind us for the fundraising, for the important work. Uh, and I think about the many hundreds of millions of billions of dollars that were invested in the destruction of our culture. I think to preserve our culture deserves a few million you know, to keep us around and to keep our elders to trans, transmit our, our sacred teachings to our next generation. When we first had the meeting here, it was a difference. So the one premier said, like, we weren't really getting along for the land. It wasn't really that. It was also the museum didn't want to give it up. So there's been a change in spirit of the people. And I want to thank the people in the Department of Culture, the Royal Alberta Museum, for their change in attitude, particularly this woman, Heather, the deputy minister, because they're very committed to returning it before they weren't, and hence... Their spirit wasn't there. So now the spirit is there in a good way. Um, even when we first came here for the first ceremony, um, they had security guards outside. There was like kind of intimidating us. And we told them that we had a, uh, to stand by because there was a big brown truck, a FedEx truck that was going to pull up and we're going to bring the, bring the stone down to boy, their faces just all got excited. So uh, we made fun of them a little bit, but, uh, but no, no, we're, it's a good day. Thank you. And thank you, Premier, for asking me to say a couple of clarification words. Thank you. I could just add a little bit of background, maybe for those who don't understand as well. Um, this is a process, as has been said, has been a couple of years in the working. And what's, what's happened is uh, the, the, the Manitou Center has been created as a nonprofit organization. Uh, it's, a, it's an organization that has a board of directors. The majority of the, the commitment is the majority of the board of directors uh, will be Indigenous peoples. You're in the room here, those of you who are on that board, Indigenous leaders, and, and a few others who have been instrumental in trying to make this happen. So it's actually that, that, that society and that board that is overseeing and governing this and, and everything you just heard is being, is being under that umbrella. And they will continue to have the, the guidance and the oversight of it, uh, a, a joint stewardship of, amongst the, the nations 
to oversee it under the direction of that joint stewardship board. So that, that's how that's happened, um, just for background information. Um, and, you know, I'd also like to throw in, too, I, I do appreciate what you just said about, about the, uh, the change of, of, of um, I guess, uh, I don't know, while you use the word attitude with regards to the, to the RAM. Uh, I, I would also like to thank the RAM and, and also just to affirm that a couple of weeks ago, I also had the opportunity to go to Fort Chippewan with the Athabasca people uh, and return to them the original authentic uh, Treaty 8 medal uh, that has been housed here at the RAM for many years as well. So we, uh, the, 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 the government has, has um, relinquished all claim to it. It's been returned to them. I had the, the, the personal opportunity to, to return that to them and to meet with their elders and their chief uh, in a ceremony. And that has also been returned in, an, in the spirit of reconciliation uh, and, and to restoring our relationship together. So um, thank you to the RAM for facilitating that, uh, along with some other things that were included at that time too. But the most significant piece was the Treaty 8 medal, uh, which I was able to return to them. So thank you. Premier, you mentioned that you brought this up with the Pope. This is a very specific item to bring up to His Holiness. I wonder if you can tell us a little bit more about that and then also just uh, the last year of reconciliation in general. We've seen uh, a lot of um, different events throughout Alberta, so maybe you can reflect on the National Day. Yes, well, <clears throat> it has been an historic year of, of rec in reconciliation and uh Perhaps the most historic part of that was the visit of the leader of the Catholic Church uh, to Alberta. Three days he spent here. Uh, not well. He told me that the v visit was very difficult, and I could see that physically. I think we all could. But while he canceled, I think, four international trips this year, he kept this one because he said it was so important. And uh, I uh, thanked him for his visit. Uh, I told him how deeply meaningful it was to Indigenous people and how helpful it was to the broader work of reconciliation and uh, let, let him know that we are doing our part as well and told him about this sacred stone that is being returned uh, to Indigenous uh, stewardship. So uh, he, uh, I, I, th I think he, he appreciated that and, and uh, was so touched with the, with the welcome that he received uh, at Masquachis and, and across the province. Um, let me say that things like this matter deeply, but uh, reconciliation will never be achieved unless there's also reconciliation. And this, uh, that can, so it has to be more than symbols. It has to be real concrete action. And we're, we're seeing that happen. Just two days ago, we announced a, a game-changing investment that has 23 Alberta First Nations taking a serious ownership stake in seven pipelines. I think most of the nations represented here will be receiving significant financial benefits from their equity participation in that, thanks to the Alberta Indigenous Opportunity Corporation that we created to provide backstop to uh, so that nations that don't have deep balance sheets, big bank accounts, can actually buy into these... Uh, big resource projects that develop the resources that uh, lie below the lands for, of the, the First Nations that they first inhabited. And so that is game-changing. Um, we were just uh, down at the Blackfoot Confederacy, Minister Wilson and I, for our protocol meeting, and we'll be meeting with the uh, G4 group of the um, 
of Treaty 7 on t- uh, tomorrow and making real tangible progress on education, on housing, on transportation, on um, economic development, on, and, and so really important things are happening. I know on this day there's going to be a tendency to focus on the injustices and tragedies of the past, but I hope we start to have at least some focus on the many positive and hopeful things that are happening in First Nations. This question's also for you, Premier. So uh, it's the second Truth and Reconciliation Day. Wondering if you feel now that Alberta made the right choice under your leadership and not recognizing the day as a statutory holiday and leaving it up to businesses to decide what they want to do. Well, you know, we, we have, uh, yes, I think this is an invitation for people to find a way to acknowledge uh, the presence of Indigenous land, people on these lands injustices that have been committed, but also to rededicate ourselves to the work of reconciliation. Um, and I, I, I think having a, a day off where people end up going to the lake uh, is not, would not increase observance of this. We have Remembrance Day every November the 11th where we remember 120,000 Canadian war dead, including Indigenous Canadians, who gave up their lives for the defense of our country. For me... That is a sacred day. And uh, people find, find a way, I hope, to go and, and memorialize that. But uh, it, it's, not a, it's not a mandatory holiday. It is a, a day of remembrance. And, and, and that's what this is. And I, I think we can find very good, appropriate ways of acknowledging it um, without, you know, I, I really, I had this problem thinking about whether we should make uh, the, the day of the Queen's funeral a, a mandatory holiday. And I, I felt very passionately about recognizing her so much, so I went over there at my own expense and stood in a queue for 15 hours. But uh, I just thought, if we actually were to do that, uh, I don't think it would increase observance. It would increase park attendance. There'd be a lot of people out on boats and sleeping in, which is nice, but I don't think it would actually change observance. So I think we have to just, work, it's a work of education to make people aware of, of the, um, the symbolic importance of this day. This would be for Ron or Heather. Um, are there other artifacts that the museum is going to be reviewing ownership for? Uh, do we have a number on that? What is the process like? Um, a couple of comments I can make on that. There, there are quite a few artifacts here in the RAM. Um, some of them are Current, some of them are from as far back as the 1800s and others. Um, we do have a, a, a cultural and religious uh, significance uh, repatriation act. I should clarify that what's happening today does not happen under that act because that relates primarily to artifacts that that are um, important to a single nation. In this case, it's it's a cooperative group effort, so so we have this special effort to be able to make this happen. Um, we're open to conversations. Um, we do have that one act in place for sacred and ceremonial objects, um, but uh, you know reconciliation includes many things, and and uh, there'll there'll be other opportunities. Um, We'll take them one-on-one as, as they become important to various individuals. As I said, uh, the Athapaska Chippewan people were, were desiring to have their Treaty 8 medal back a while ago. 
a couple of weeks ago, and, and I was able to return it to them. So we're open to those conversations. Um, some things it's appropriate. Some things maybe the, the, the nations don't even necessarily want it. I mean, it's, I think it's also important for nations to be able to to share and 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 have their culture, the educational value, the learning value, the awareness. Um, to to the to the rest of the population as well, and and some of that can happen here. Um, there is an ad, uh, Indigenous Advisory Council here with the Ram Museum, and they have uh, they continually give guidance on on how those things should be presented in appropriate ways, and and help to share their culture with the rest of the world. So um, it's a conversation. Thank you. I'll just add a word to that, which is that in the mid '90s, Alberta's legislature passed a an act for the um, repatriation of indigenous artifacts and that gives us a legal framework for this because it's not just the ram there are other provincial collections like the glenbow that have indigenous artifacts now in some cases indigenous communities have come to say please keep stewardship of these objects you've got museum um quality uh infrastructure and so forth in other cases, they've said, we'd like this returned. And so we're, we're trying to do that on a cooperative basis wherever possible and to work with important Indigenous artifacts that are outside of the province. For example, um, elder... Uh, um, uh, I was trying to think of his... Uh, yellow old woman down in... Herman Yellow Old Woman down in um, Siksika told me three years ago about the regalia of Chief Crowfoot that had been taken to England, and were at the Exeter Museum in southwest England, and, and that they've been working for years to try to bring these regalia back, but they weren't getting anywhere. So about a month later, I was over there in Britain, and I was meeting people, and I met the culture minister uh, in the British government. I, I called the mayor, I wrote letters, I raised a bit of a fuss, and they, I think that helped them to realize this was a big deal. And I'm pleased to say that two months ago, Crowfoot's regalia were finally returned to the custody of the Siksika people. And on the holiday, I've, I've just, I, you know, a good example of what I was talking about is, you know, we could declare a, a mandatory holiday like the federal government did and go surfing in Tofino. I don't think that works so good. Thank you. That concludes our questions from the floor. Operator, could you put through one on the phone? There are no questions in the queue at this time. Thank you. That concludes our press conference.